Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Hello, folks. Just a quick update on our podcast page, Help for Wounded Spirits. So we had a Facebook page of the same title, Help for Wounded Spirits. Unfortunately, through this whole electronic big tech stuff, we lost that page with all of you who liked us and followed us, completely lost the page and had to start a new one from scratch. So we need your help. Would you go out to the new one and find it and like us? It's still showing a, a blip to the old one. But if you'd go out to the new one, Help for Wounded Spirits, and, and find us and like us again, that'd be a great blessing. Uh, we also heard from a couple of you folks who had questions and things were going on. Please contact us. Contact us privately on our Facebook page, uh, whatever the case may be. Also, by the grace of God, our ministry is expanding, especially on the Wounded spirit side. So we have a completely different place now to give to the, wounded, the Help uh, for Wounded Spirits uh, website. Uh, so if you could go to Wounded Spirits Ministries, you got to type out the word ministries, T-R-I-E-S dot com, and, and you hit give, it'll take you to a drop down window that starts with general and list a couple missionaries. And then it says uh, help for Wounded Spirits podcast. Boy, we could sure use your help with a month or so coming at us. And uh, that'd be a great blessing. So quickly, uh, we now have Helpful Wounded Spirits, its own Facebook page. Please go out and like it. It doesn't look exactly the same as the old one, uh, but God is still blessing. We can't wait to see you folks out there. Secondly, we have another place for you to help us pay our monthly bills with Helpful Wounded Spirits, and that's at woundedspiritsministries.com, and then hit give in the drop-down window entitled that comes up. We'll say Help for Wounded Spirits website. Of course, this is a 5013C. Uh, of course, you'll get a receipt for your taxes immediately. And uh, we thank you very much for your time. We sure do love you folks. Praying for you daily. Thank you. Hey, great to be back with you folks. Uh, with me as always is my, my co-host, my friend, Stephanie Wesco. And Stephanie, what's going on this morning? Hey, Dad. Um just a typical day, crazy family circus going on here at our house. Man, I don't, you know, and you brought that dog in there, so now you have an animal who's part of the family circus, you know. Mm -hmm. we got old Thor. I get to meet Thor along with Debbie in about five days. And uh, I think Thor and I are going to get along famously. You think Thor and I are going to get along all right? Oh, yeah, he's he's a real cuddly and awesome. I'm a cuddly guy. Dog. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm into cuddling with, you know. So, so Thor, for those of you who haven't been, if you might be hopping in the podcast uh, in the middle here, Thor is about a, a what, a 12-week-old puppy, uh, mm -hmm. golden retriever puppy. He's a big dog. Emmy calls him Thor, Thor. And um, <laughs> I just, orders him around. Orders, you know, Emmy needed someone to order around. Now, the only thing I worry about is that, uh, that he's going to get bigger than Emmy real He's He's going to get bigger than Emmy, you know? And mm -hmm. uh, But thank God he's a golden retriever. And golden retrievers, when it comes to... They dig kids, you know? They would rather die than hurt somebody. That's a good breed of dog right there. And uh, so I, I'm looking forward to that. So, so now we've been moving along, Stephanie. Uh, we've been talking our way through your eight kiddos. So... 
Uh, yesterday we talked about Charles Truman Wesco, uh, your second oldest, and now we go to your firstborn and and uh, uh, old Daniel Donald Wesco. And and uh, Daniel is 15 years old, I believe, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, he's a great guy. He's uh, really a little bit of a perfectionist. Works hard at school. Uh, great big brother. I mean, what what are you going to tell us about Daniel? Tell us a little bit about him. Yeah, he's. Um the intense, most intense of my children, I would say. Um, he's very vision focused, very much how his dad was. Um, always has a goal he's working towards. Um, he loves school. He loves studying. Um, he loves reading. He's into hunting, shooting. Him and Charles are both into. Okay, you got to stop there. We need to tell the peeps what's going on with this whole shooting thing. So, a year ago, uh, Stephanie got a, a shotgun for Daniel, and that was going to be it. it was, no, there was going to be a 22, then a shotgun. That's what it was. And no other mm-hmm. rifles. Now, ha- have you changed on that position? Well, you know, President Trump did an awesome thing and gave stimulus money to my kids. <laughs> during um, COVID. (laughs) So the answer there, my friends, is yes. Okay, but anyway, go ahead. Keep telling us about that. So they they now, we're not going to tell you what kind of rifles they have. Just in case by some error, stealing boats or something, the wrong person gets in. Uh, We're not going to point out any type of gun types (laughs) or anything like that. But uh, so so what else about Daniel? What else can you tell us about him? So, yeah, he's, He's very, he plays the violin. Both him and Charles play the violin. He's good at Him and Charles do a lot together. They're only 14 months apart in age. So, um, they do a lot together, but he's a huge. Sounds like you're yawning there. Sorry for the yawn there. Yeah. What's Um, going on with that? Yeah. He's, he's an awesome helper on the house. I'm very thankful. He does a lot to, um, help since his dad died. He really has picked up the slack um, and done his best, yeah. honestly, to do things around the house to help. And um, yeah, yeah, already has his eye on college. And yeah, he likes picking know, on Liberty and Liddy, or he as, does. Or as yeah. uh, Emmy would say, Liberty and Liberty. Uh, and uh, uh, and Lydia there. And uh, he likes hanging out with them. And and uh, wow. So picking on them, and now that Liberty has moved west and has crossed the Continental Divide and ended up up there in, in no man's land, uh, out in God's <laughs> country, so he can't pick on her as much. So so today, so Stephanie, we came out of Psalm 14 talking about what the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. We were talking about the foolishness of man. We we're talking about how we see the foolishness, and and by the way, I loved your Facebook post today, where about the voting with the two babies, thinking you know, will they vote for us? And boy, isn't that true? Mm-hmm. Boy, that's yeah. just about everything right there. And uh, I I think that uh, you know, perhaps more than anything else, uh, this election's about life. Perhaps, and yeah. and by the time this plays, the election will be over. But you know what I'm saying? I love that Facebook yeah. post. It really touched my heart. And we were talking about the foolishness of men with, with life and limb, the foolishness of men with the things we do and uh, with the things we legalize, the things we 
do that. Now we're coming along to this thing. We're really talking about the qualifications and the tabernacle and, and different things. And boy, qualifications are big, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I like that answer. You're, I, you're full of words uh, this morning. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, man, that's, that's some great vocabulary in action right there. So, so if, if you guys haven't picked up on it, I'm picking on Stephanie a little bit this morning because Stephanie's had a little bit. So we're full disclosure type of people. We tell you when, when we're happy, when we're sad, when we've been good or bad. And for goodness sake, we try to be good, you know, and uh, we had a conversation. Actually, we had a text conversation earlier where Stephanie had mentioned to me, you know, we went back and forth on, you know, we're in pain. People are messing with us. The devil's attacking us, all that. And she said something back to me. Maybe God's doing this or, or maybe the de- I said, maybe the devil's doing this. And, you know, just it was a spiritual conversation. It was a good conversation. Uh, but we turned around and I said, you know, whatever happens, we're going to rock it. And I want you to know that that Stephanie rocks things in life. She just moves along, raising those eight great, the great eight, and uh, just serving, serving God, serving in the ministry, making a difference for God. And, and, I, and I'm glad to be your friend, Stephanie. And uh, so when you have a bad day, it's okay. And, uh, you know, I have a bad day once in a while. And, but I want you to know some good things about Stephanie. Her heart is always in the right place. She's always biblical. She's always godly. She's always a good friend. She's loyal. She's faithful. I was having a bad day a couple days ago, my wife and I, and uh, Stephanie sent out the most beautiful flowers you've ever seen in your life. And, and man, they just brightened our day, made our day better. And that's the kind of friend Stephanie is in. And, and I think that's the kind of friend that we all should be, Stephanie. We should, uh, you know, a friend needs to be friendly. Doesn't the Bible say something about that? Even have friends must show them so friendly. See, yeah. there we the best co-host in the business right there. Uh, <laughs> she's always ready with a verse like that, and, and she's ready to go. She memorized Philippians when she was in high school. She married the only guy in the world who had memorized Philippians as well when he was in high school. So they were Philippian memorizing people. So, uh, you know, the chance of that happening is like one out of 350 million and uh, they made it happen right there. And so that's pretty cool. So, Stephanie, as we go into Psalm 15, let's think about uh, the practical. You know, I've been putting a lot on Stephanie lately with these practical questions that how we can help you folks out there. And I know a couple things. I know this world is hard. It's particularly hard right now. I mean, where everything on TV, everything with the COVID thing, with the flu, with viruses and so on. I mean, if someone coughs, we hit the floor, you know? I mean, it's just <laughs> this craziness going on. And, and, and I'm not saying it's wrong or right to be crazy. I'm just saying there's craziness going on. And, uh, you know, sometimes I'll get out of the car and I run up to the door of a store and I forgot my mask or, man, I think we're back in 2019, you know? <laughs> I, I don't know. Sometimes I'm driving my truck home and I look in the rearview mirror and I see myself wearing a mask. I mean, I got to get that right. So I'm probably depriving my brain of some oxygen here. So there's probably something going on with that. But here we are in Psalm 15. And uh, who shall dwell in the holy hill is the name of the psalm, a psalm of David. We continue on with the psalmist here. And it says, Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in the holy hill? Boy, I like that. It's just asking right there. Who's going to be there? You know, who's going to sojourn? Who's sticking around? Who's, 
And uh, he that walketh uprightly and worketh righteousness and speaketh the truth in his heart. He that backbiteth not with his tongue, nor doeth evil to his neighbor, nor taketh up a reproach against his neighbor. In whose aisles, in whose aisles, in whose eyes, I was talking with a Great Britain accent yesterday, so so now I don't know what aisles is, probably the same. Maybe there's something going on where I need to go to Great Britain within the next 12 months. I don't know. In whose eyes a vile person is contemned, but he honoreth them that feareth the Lord, that sweareth to his own hurt and changeth not. He that putteth not out his money to the usury, uh, nor taketh reward against the innocent. He that doeth these things shall never be moved. So there's a lot going on here, Stephanie. And, uh, you know, Psalm 15 is a huge little teeny psalm. And uh, mm. there's a lot being said. I mean, what do you think when you when you just saw this here in Psalm 15? What's coming to your mind? This psalm is, um, honestly, it's a very sobering psalm to me because it's like David, God used David to kind of lay out some of his prerequisites for what a person will do with his life that wants to please and honor the Lord. Yeah. And... Um, I think it's, I think it's, as the, as you know, as David asked God, yeah. what God, what, what's it look like? What's the person look like who's going to live with you someday? Yeah. And the first thing is he that walketh uprightly and that worketh righteousness and that speaketh the truth in his heart. And I see in that first, that first verse, you know, that first if you want to believe this in an outline, the first prerequisites of that outline of what a godly person looks like yeah, is that he walks uprightly. In other words, he's not hiding things. He's not living a double life. He's not um, one person at church and another person at home. But isn't, um, isn't, you know, not to stop you here, but to stop you here, isn't everybody a little messed up though? Everybody's a little messed up, but I'll be honest with you. I mean, my parents, I'm very thankful. They were the kind of people that if we were, if we were messing around at home, being nasty with each other, and then we went to church and acted great, when we got home from church, there was a come to Jesus meeting about being a hypocrite. Mm. And um, Who usually ran that meeting? Um, probably my mom. Yeah. Um, my, my dad always was involved too. Yeah. Um, but I, I remember both of them at different points saying, what a hypocrite you were that before we went to church, you did this, but then you went to church and acted like this. And I'm very thankful that they did that with us because it did instill in us to a fear of God because they would take us to this psalm. Yeah. And say, this is what God requires. Yeah. And this is what God's looking for. And obviously we're human and we're going to, we're going to have failings and we're going to have faults. Um, but a person who I think when I look at the life of David, he wasn't always perfect, but he was called a man after God's own heart. And David strove to be a man who was 
was true. And I think that's something in our world today that's lacking so much is it's hard to trust people. Yeah, integrity. I mean, it's integrity right, is missing. Right, because Character. integrity is missing. And it's it does, I mean, you have to say, okay, God, I don't want to become cynical because people lie so often. It's literally part of like their oxygen lying is. Like it literally is they're part of their nature. And that's quite terrifying, to be honest, because that's the sign of someone who does not know God. Yeah. And um, Christians have become that way. And it makes me step back and say, are you really a Christian? Because God says someone who is really knowing him and walking with him walks uprightly and works righteous. And eschewth evil. Remember that when we were over there mm-hmm. in Philippians? Yeah. And, and, and speaks the truth in his heart. Yeah. And I think that's the key. People are not speaking the truths and the truth of God's word in their heart. So the practical application is this coming in, in today. I mean, we're in the age of grace and you know, it would be remiss of me uh, as the make believe theologian, cause I'm not one, but it would be remiss of me. And we're going to get to that in a minute, but I mean, it, there should be, uh, you know, on our practical side, there should be an attempt. There should be, uh, people working at, there should be a difference made, uh, by people who are saying, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to try to do the right thing. I'm going to try to be calm. I mean, I think we should find that in ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know what, folks, if we look in the mirror of the Bible, if the Bible becomes our litmus test, if wherever we're mm-hmm. at today, if we realize that it's about God's word, um, you know, and, and again, I'm not a theologian. I play one here on the radio, but I, I'm not in, in real life. But, I, but I, I'm thinking that, you know, we, when we start backbiting, uh, when we're doing evil with our neighbor, I mean, we're, you know, you got to begin to question, what's this all about? Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. mean, and, and, you know, part, probably the hardest things you go through, you know, just personally, because you and my life are out here. I mean, we just put everything out here. We just, we don't play, you know, we're just full disclosure. Steph, am I any different on, uh, on this broadcast than I am in real life, Stephanie? Nope. You know, and, and I mean, that should be, you know, and, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I have my issues and, and I get that and we all do, but I think, I think what David's really searching for something here, who's he going to say, you know, David, his desire I mean, he talks throughout the Bible about wanting to, you know, spend eternity with God in heaven. And, and his desire is to get closer and closer to God, to find, you know, to, to find the rules, to know what's going on, to, to get into heaven. And, and, you know, when David, when, when they went up and captured Mount Zion with his soldiers, you know, and they made the site of his residence there. And, and we know that area today is Jerusalem, the city of David. And, uh, you know, a high place to worship God, to do the right thing. And, uh, and, and somehow in our lives, we need to find that. And so, I mean, Stephanie, we're cruising along and we see here, here in, in, in the beginning of two, in the beginning of four, the beginning of five, uh, again, talking about the integrity again. You know, uh, what kind of integrity do you have? What, and whose eyes is a vile person condemned? I mean, what is... What's going on there? He that putteth not out his money to the offerings, who that who that's not given to God. I mean, 
David's really, he's asking a lot of questions. And I, I think, Stephanie, the, the important or the practical thing here is we get a lot of people listening to us right now who ask these questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, I think in our culture today, too, people are so, have become so cynical because lying, I mean, President Trump puts it best. We have, we have a media system. We have so many people that should be able to be trusted who cannot be because lying is a part of their oxygen it and, is and you know lying is just not lying. lying either it's omission yeah and we've seen yeah. that you know where where there's entire news networks that are working for goebbels you know from the nazis mm -hmm. that won't, won't play news uh mm -hmm. oh oh you know we're going to make a decision whether this is news or not and uh, mm -hmm. uh you know this is you know i think I think the attempt of David uh, is, is the attempt of all of us is, is we're searching, we're, we're seeking. We want to know what's true. We want to know what's right. We want to know what's, what's coming up. You know, what's the, what's the qualifications for the tabernacle? What's the qualifications to, you know, to have integrity, to be, you know, what's the qualifications here to, you know, for personal purity and, and what's those things? And, and can a person really... I, I guess the next question would be is can a person really have these, Stephanie? Yes. I mean I believe so. Especially we live in a day with we have the Holy Spirit of God living in us. Yeah. And he gives us um everything we need for life and godliness. And God God's grace is always there. And I'll be honest though, the the key that I think to this passage is where David says in Psalm 119, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Yeah. And if you have God's word hidden in your heart and you are speaking the truth of God's word in your heart, as it says there in verse two, verses three through five aren't going to be a problem. Mm. The way, you know, it's like people go, oh, there's no possible way to live up to that. No. Not unless you have the truth of God's word saturating you and you're walking in his spirit and in his strength. But if you're living that way, it's not an incongruous thing. Hmm. And I mean, you know, so many people today say it's impossible to live a pure life. It's impossible to do these things. And, and, and it's not impossible. You got the, you just said it. You Again, the nail on the head. We, we've got the Holy Spirit of God within us. And, and, you know, purity may begin today. You may have messed that up somewhere along the way. And you may be sitting in your 30s or your 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 100s. I don't know. But, but God wants you to get life right now. God wants you to stop the nonsense, stop the craziness, have integrity with your neighbor, have integrity with your coworkers, have good character, do the right thing, uh, you know, treat your spouses right, treat your kids right. Uh, I mean, there, there are so many things here. And, and so David, you know, is, is in this full circle of things. David's talking about, you know, how are we going to get up on that holy hill? How are we going to get there? And, and those are good questions. But I think we have to say before we move on to how we get there today, I think we have to say this. You have everything. What Stephanie just said, you have everything you need, everything uh, to serve God in a holy, pure and real kind of way. And, uh, and you don't have to be worldly. You don't have to live as the, 
the vile person lives next door. You don't have to live as the world lives and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. So don't conform to the world. Don't be like the world. Transform your mind, reading the Bible, studying the Bible, going to church, going to Sunday school, doing the right. And it's not about works. It's about a relationship with God. And so that then we roll around to where we are today. How do we get on the holy hill? How do we get to heaven, Doug? How do we get to heaven, Stephanie? And, and what does it take, Stephanie? How do we get to heaven? Doug, you have to come to that point of realizing you're a sinner. Yeah. And then from there, you have to choose to humble yourself. Yeah. And come to the Lord and admit that you're a sinner and ask him for his forgiveness. And you know, folks. And he says, him that cometh to me, I will not cast out. He won't. And, and, and you know, folks, here's the important thing. You can you can come to the Lord at 100 or you can come to the Lord at four or five. And I, Stephanie, you were mm -hmm. five, right? And mm -hmm. uh, so I'm a few years older than Stephanie, just a few. But anyway, we figured out that she was saved before I was. And, uh, uh, and so if you think about that, but anyway, so Stephanie, talking about sin, boy, we're all sinners. And, you know, I'm glad you said that. You know what the Bible says about sin? Uh, that it makes us all fall short of the glory of God. It says that the whole world is just filled with sinners. The whole world, it says there are none righteous. Not one of us are righteous. And I think sometimes we get on a high horse, Stephanie. I think there are some people out there that get on their high horse and they, and man, I sound like a New Englander sometimes, don't I? That, that would lean them that way. Man, we used to eat horse when I was a kid. I've been messed up. I got a little bit of in me. I don't know, man. <laughs> but anyway, we're all sinners. So stop. Look at yourself in the mirror, and you're looking at a sinner. And uh, the Bible says sin is a problem. It it tells us that you know because of sin that we're all going to die. For the wages of sin is death. And and uh, but what's the great news? What what did God do for us because of that sin? What what did Christ do for us, Stephanie? Well, He came to earth. Yeah. And sacrificed himself as the Lamb Ever. of God yeah. to take away the sin of the world. Yeah. But God commendeth his love toward us while we were yet yeah. sinners. He He took away what Stephanie's absolutely saying, quoted right from her verse. And that, that word lamb talks about the sacrifices in the Old Testament. The, the Bible's just filled with sacrifice. And they'd pick that spotless lamb, that perfect lamb, that, that lamb that was the best lamb. In the, and they would give that one first to God. They'd give the best sacrifice to God. They'd give the first fruits to God. They'd give that best lamb to God. I mean, it was just filled with sacrifice. And God, you know, that word lamb, he gave himself as a lamb. He, he shed his blood for you and I so that we could know for sure we're going to heaven. But there's a step we got to take. The Bible says we have to speak it with our mouth and believe it with our heart. And Stephanie, tell us about when you spoke it with your mouth and believed it with your heart. Well, I was five years old. Hmm. And um, I remember we were having family devotions one night. And all of a sudden, for the first thing that I remembered anyway, I was hit with the realization that I was a sinner and that I was on my way to hell. And I remember my dad asking me what was wrong because, as you know, what I think is written on my face. And um, he could tell something was really wrong. I, in three and, seconds, you can look at Stephanie and know what's going on. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> and so um, he pulled me aside and we talked and um, I prayed and asked the Lord to come into my heart and save me and I know he did. The, script, the scripture is very clear on what his promise, what his promise is. Whosoever, 
shall call That's upon right. the shall name call. of the Lord. Yeah. And so, folks, I guess what we're telling you is there's a couple things. Practically, there's a couple things going on. And uh, practically, David's saying, who could get in the tabernacle? Who can work the tabernacle? Who can get to heaven? And we just talked about what the age of grace looks like. But, you know, the, practically, we need to walk away from Psalm 15 in a couple ways. The first way we need to walk away from Psalm 15 is saying, I'm going to do better. I'm going to have character. I'm going to show integrity. I've done some things in my life that aren't right. I got to get those things right. And I, I think the Bible's real about that. I think it's, I think, uh, I think we have everything we need, as Stephanie said. And then the second part, we need to get our hearts right with God. We need to be saved. And, and, and folks, there's no time, you know, you may have a heart attack and die. You don't have time to say, boom, I need to get saved. You know, uh, uh, Debbie and I, she, I, she had surgery today. I said, you can't go on a walk with me. You can't go on a walk with me. And, and what did she do? She followed me around for about six miles this afternoon. And, uh, but you know, this is the thing with her holding her hand up in the air because that's what Debbie does. But I was watching cars fly by. We get, we get down here by this main road out here and you can watch cars fly by. It's about a mile and a half, two miles from our house. And, and we turn around and kind of walk that road two or three times and walk our way back up the hill. And, and uh, I was thinking as those cars go by in one second, something bad can go wrong. You know, when my sister Deborah, she's in heaven now uh, with her savior, but you know, when my sister Deborah was in college, she was about 18 years old, a freshman in college. And I remember she was going to a community college up in Danielson, Connecticut, Quinnebog Valley Community College. Well, anyway, a bee flew in her window, just in that little vent window there, a bee flew in it and was going to sting her. And she, she hit everything but the lottery out there with that car, man, smashed everything. And it happened like in one second. Folks, that's what life is like. It's a vapor. It can happen real quick. Make sure you have God insurance. Make sure you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And it's, it's not just about staying out of hell, but that's a big part of it. It's about a way of life. It's about a relationship with God. Hey, we love you folks out there. And, and, and just to make sure you got this salvation thing right, in just a second, we're going to tell you all you need to know one more time to get saved. If you don't have a good grasp on that, make sure you get a hold of us. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. One of the more exciting things about our ministry is being able to tell people how they can know for sure they're saved and believe in Jesus Christ and spend eternity in heaven. The Bible tells us there's four things we need to know to be saved. The first thing it tells us is we're all sinners. The Bible says there are none righteous. It says that everybody in the world is a sinner. The second thing that the Bible teaches us is there's a price on sin. The Bible says for the wages of sin is death. The third thing and the good news that the Bible teaches us today is it says, but God commendeth his love toward us while we were yet sinners before we were even born, Christ died for us. So we can know we're a sinner. We can know there's a price on sin, but thank God that Christ died for us. Then the Bible says we must speak it in our mouth and believe it in our heart that all we need to do is pray to God, believing in a heart that Christ has died for our sins and ask him to save us in Jesus Christ's name. And you know what, folks, he will. If we can do anything to help you in that area, please send us a message. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at woundedspirits.com. Dot com.